Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Scarlet Note. If this is your first time with us, I just want to welcome you again. I know that David uh, did so already, but I just wanted to, again, uh, just say thank you for joining us. If this is your first time with us, I'm Jose, lead pastor here, together with my wife, Becky, and the amazing staff here at Scarlet Note, and the most amazing, crazy people uh, on the planet. We just want to say welcome and thank you for being with us. Um, we're definitely more than a church. And what do we mean by that? That listen, church doesn't begin and stop here. Right. We're church everywhere we go, and we are a community of people that literally love each other, even through our imperfections. All right. So uh, for those that are watching us online, welcome, welcome, welcome. And um, you know, all month, all all month, I'm going to be talk. I'm going to I'm talking on the topic of godliness, right? And, and that's that's kind of like what, where I wanted to talk about and. Um, and, and I started last week, and, and I'm going to cover something this week, and then um, Pastor Jose, he's back from his vacation. I, he's a pastor that's always on vacation. I don't know how he got that job. <laughs> always on vacation, that guy. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, he's going to be back with us uh, uh, on Sunday, and then, um, and then I'll kind of be back to kind of finish things off for the month, but we are, listen, everything is aiming towards um, trying to get us ready and prepared for the harvest that's coming. Something is coming. I don't know how many feel it, but as times are changing and things look different, you know, something is coming and, and his people, we have to be ready and I want us to be ready. I want you to be ready. And uh, in the month of September, when? September. September. We're dedicating the whole month to family and friends. And this is the time where we want you, we, we typically don't do this, but we want you to invite your friends and your family to come out, and uh, we are going to have some special Sunday services all throughout the month of September so that you, you all, just, you know, with some holy pride, holy pride, can say, I want to I invite you to come out to my church and, and check out some of the things that we're doing. And this is our, literally our first year in this building. Yes. It's our first year. And it couldn't happen, it couldn't have happened with, without your generosity, so we want to say thank you for your ongoing support. Um, just last month, we were able to bless 30, 36 or 37 um, children with backpacks and school supplies, and um, thank you guys, thank you for making that happen. So, um, and, and so, so we just got word that um, as of October, we are also going to be on the grounds of either William Penn or George Reed Middle as we are taking our trunk of treat out to one of their facilities. And, uh, and it's just to open up an opportunity to meet the community and tell the community, hey, there's a church in the area that smiles, not like Nada, but that smiles, and we're happy, and we're joyful, and, and, and we just want to give God's love and Jesus' love um, again, so just, just continue to pray, and thank you, and thank you. But let's get right into God's word. I was told last week that I spoke for over an hour. So, uh, Ceci is back, and she hasn't been in church in about four or five months, so she's going to get four or five hours. <laughs> all right, I don't want to stir her up. All right, all right. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your joy. Your joy is our strength, and your joy isn't this world's happiness. Father, and it's because of your joy, Lord, that we make it through, and we stand on that firm foundation. Jesus our firm foundation, Lord. The winds may come, the storms, Lord, may come, Lord. Father, my house may come crumbling down, Lord. Father, I will stand firm because I stand on the firm foundation, Jesus. So, Father, I pray for all of those that are listening and watching this morning. I pray, Lord, that their, their, their hearts be receptive to your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen and amen. All right, so I started last week week 
with an introduction to this topic, godliness. And I read out of I read out of the book of Timothy. What's up, Anthony? How you doing, man? Good to see you, Anthony. Back in the house. I'm sorry, I just looked up and caught a glimpse of you. Good, man. Good to see you back. So, um, so, so I'm, I need. I'm going to ask um, Bishop uh, Parson to come up real quick. And Bishop, I'm just I'm just messing with him. But but we're going to do something real quick. Have a seat here, Bishop. Looking all nice, but look at his. Oh, he got his cuff jeans and look at all. I'm just messing with you. Just messing with you. No, I'm just messing with you. Hey, hey, look, that they they still be too long on Angelo, even like that. All right, but but as we read, as we read. The scripture that we're going to read, I need you to visualize something. And this is what I want you to visualize. This is what I want you to visualize. Because sometimes, because of the way we see Christianity, we forget that there was a process to what we call Christianity today. There was a process. And sometimes we have taken on Christianity like it's just another faith, another religion. And we learned last week... That Christianity was never intended to be what we have made it. In fact, Christianity was not the name of the early church. What were they known as? That's what they were known as. That's it. Simply as that. Some of y'all don't know that. You know why? Because you weren't here last week. But but that's what it was known as. It was known as the 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 way. The way. So... So the reason I want to demonstrate is this, because what we're about to read is not, it's, it's not the Bible. We're reading a letter. What are we reading? Letter. A letter. So he is Timothy, all right? And this is a letter that was written to Timothy, right? And it was written by Paul. Paul is writing to Timothy, and this is what we're going to read. You got me? So what am I giving Timothy? A letter. So I give him the letter. Boom. All right. And so you can open the letter. And all I want you to do is just for dramatic. It's for just. You you see the. See the letter. (laughs) Yeah. So as you stay there. As you stay there. I'm going to read. All right. And all you're doing is. We're just narrating this. We're just. This is. I'm narrating. But we're just acting this out. First Timothy. Let's go. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Again? Oh, I'm sorry. Go to the next one. I'm sorry. I said again. I did. I said again. I'm sorry. Physical training is good. But... Did you hear that? Yes. All right, all of you guys, that's why I don't go to the gym because the godliness is better. <laughs> but training for is benefits. Next. He's saying. What? Who should accept it? Everyone. Who should accept it? Everyone. Uh-huh. It, we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God who is the Savior of some people, all people, and particularly of all believers. One more? Teach these things. Oh, oh, oh. Teach these things. And what? Insist. Who should learn these things? Should we insist these things? Is there a suggestion? It's an, it's an insist. That you learn these things. But what things? What is godliness? How do you train yourself for it? That's what you can remain right there still. You, you finish reading the letter, kind of like you're, you're meditating on that. All right. <laughs> Remember, he is now going to go away to teach others what Paul 
asked him. He's not teaching what he wants to teach. He is teaching what Paul asked him to teach. Because Paul was the teacher, he is the uh, protege, or he is the one that's learning, and, and so he is out there building up the churches, and he's now going to go and teach what Paul asked him to teach. All right, you can have a seat now next to your wife. Hold on to your letter. You can have that. So the first thing he said is, hey, Train yourself to be godly. So what is godliness? We talked about this. Godliness is a proper and suitable response to the things of God that produce obedience and righteous living. So how do we sum up godliness? All that I do, repeat that. All that I do. All that I am. I do. I am. According to God. Let me say that again. All that I do. All that I am. I do, I do, I am, I am according, to God. according to God. That means that in my marriage, all that I do, all that I am, I do, and I am according to God. In business, in business, all that I do, all that I am, I do, I am according to God. You got me? Yes. And the way we do our parenting, all that I do, all that I am, I do and I am according to God. The way we do our finances, what? Are you getting it? Yes, Pastor. <laughs> but that's what I listen. That's what I want. I'm trying to brainwash you. I'm literally. I do what I am. Again, listen to this one. With my time. Oh, got quiet now. All that I do, all that I am, I do what I am according to God. With the way I treat my siblings, the way I treat my neighbors, the way I treat my co-workers, the way... Are, are you all following this? Yes. All. 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 You got it? Yes. You got it? Yes. Then, number two. This is stuff that we covered last week. This is all stuff that we covered last week. Who trains you to be godly? Who trains you to be godly? Yourself. Who? Yourself. Scripture said it. Paul told Timothy, hey, train yourself. What did he say? He said, train yourself. That means that you and only you can train you to be godly. We used the Planet Fitness analogy last week because you can go to Planet Fitness, but Planet Fitness, Planet, Planet Fit, I can't even pronounce it because I'm so foreign to me. <laughs> Planet Fitness can't make you healthy and can't make you fit just because you go there. There's the treadmills are there, the elliptical machine is there, the rowing machine is there, the weights are there. You could walk in, be there, and experience it all, and still walk out looking like this. <laughs> and we're we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. I was talking to my brother Bobby after service the other day, and we were talking about certain things, you know, to try to control uh, some of the intake and and and, and how much. Um, carbs I'm taking in and we were just doing a little talking and stuff and, and but my point is my point is that I can go to Planet Fitness have a membership wear the t-shirt I can pay my I can pay my membership dues and go in there six seven days a week hours at a time and still come out looking like this you got me all right so in the same way, the church, with all of its programs, with all of its systems, its services, and all of its effort, can't make you spiritually fit, spiritually healthy, if you don't want to be. Why? Because I can't, I don't train you. You train you. You got that? I make things available for you. I can, we can facilitate. But that's all we do. And Timothy is saying, and, and Paul is saying to Timothy, Timothy, train yourself to be this. You got me? So this morning, 
I want to tackle two more questions, two more points here, and then we're done. You got me? Okay. So number one, we're going we're gonna to answer, how do we train for godliness? How do we train for godliness? And then two, what are the benefits of godliness? We read that there are benefits to godliness in this life and in the one to come. And, and, and it, 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 it troubles me to see many people with an expectancy on what's to come to be happy, on what's to come to be, to be joyful, on what's to come to be hopeful while still living here. In agony, with so much this, so much disdain, and 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 it just blows my mind because the benefits of godliness can be felt, seen, experienced here, right now, starting today. You got it. All right. So Paul tells Timothy to train himself, and he doesn't seem it doesn't seem like he gave him a, a the specific details, or did he? Well, Paul actually went above and beyond telling Timothy how to be godly. His letters to Timothy, that was not just, that was just part of a letter. His letters to Timothy and to the churches he led were full of instructions of godliness. If you go back and you read these letters, they're all full of instructions to godliness. What you find also are parallel instructions on how to avoid being religious. Paul taught on how to be godless, how to be godly, but he also taught on how to avoid being religious. You got it? And 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 godliness isn't being religious. Let me say that again. Godliness isn't being religious. What is religious? Religious is when one believes that their belief system is above someone else's. That's being religious. When one believes that their belief system is better than another. Or is beyond. Si, la niña no la tienen que ya silenciarla. Si, está hablando mucho. Me está interrumpiendo. I'm sorry, I just told, I just, I just finished telling, um, Carlos in Spanish that he 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 needs to uh, be on time to church. <laughs> no, no, but listen, no, and, and listen, and, and all seriousness, here, here we go. Godliness isn't religious, and this is what we have found more and more. And I think that we can all agree that this world is definitely full of folk that are religious but lack godliness. I want you to think about that. Think about some of the folks that you know who are faithful to their church, faithful to their faith, but are the most unhappy, grumpy, and downright negative people that you can ever run into. Yes. But, but, but to the parents that have kids, we do have a nice nursing little area with a TV and it's, you can see all of this. It helps us. Thank you, Chris. Look, Chris. Thank you, Chris. No, it's that way. <laughs> Paul warned his followers about this. In fact, he was adamant about the way. He was adamant about the way. And the way was a new Christian movement. It wasn't a church system. It was a new movement, not being at all like the traditional Jew. And that's what he was warning them. He was warning Timothy, listen, we can't be like the Jewish uh, traditionalists. Can't be like that. Now, I'm not trying to mock or be crass with what I'm about to say, but today in 2022, there are so many Christian churches that have embraced and have incorporated so much of the, of the Jewish tradition and Jewish religious rituals in their pursuit of godliness that they ignore that the, they just ignore that they're participating in a lot of religious nothingness. Just a lot of religious nothingness. Some blow the shafar. Again, I'm not criticizing. 
And it's a shofar for the birthday, a shofar to, 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 to start off the month, a shofar to close out the month, a shofar, a shofar, and let's throw oil at everybody. And, and, and let's, let's just, let's, let's uh, put on our prayer cloth so that we can pray. And so they have taken on a lot of Jewish traditions and rituals in the pursuit of godliness. And unfortunately, in an innocent way, it's just a lot of religious nothingness. What I want to give you today and leave you with is Paul's very own word, not my words. This is why we're going to read this. So that it isn't me persuading you. I want you to read for yourself. Because you train you. Not the pastor. You train you. Okay, good. One person believes that. Thank you. <laughs> so, we're going to go back to Timothy. Timothy, bring your letter. Because we're going to keep reading. It's a long letter. <laughs> Again. Here we go. You can have a seat. We'll be dramatic. <laughs> Do not waste time arguing. Oh, how many? You're going to read over and over. If you read the epistles, they're called letters. If you read over and over, over and over, you'll find Paul telling his followers, the ones that were training others, he was training them the very same thing. This is what I want to show you. Don't waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives tales instead yo oh, no 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 you gave oh uh, no that's the wrong one Timothy chapter 1 verses 2 I am writing to you yeah so we're gonna we're gonna let's let them feel the pressure you should see how these guys uh, no don't have it all right well why you guys it's chapter, listen, verse 2 through 7. 1 Timothy. All right, we can take that down so that people are not confused because I'm going to take it down. Thank you. And just put something else. So I'm going to read it. I have it here. I'll read it. I am writing to Timothy. Ready? Dramatic. I'm writing to Timothy, my true son in faith. May God the Father. What did he, what did he call Timothy? What did he call them? What did he call them? Yeah, many churches lack sons and daughters. What they have are members. It's a different relationship. When you, when, when it's, when, are you understanding the relationship? It's a different relationship. He called him a son, not a member. And we got it now? Okay, we got it now. So I'm writing to you, Timothy. Good job, guys. Uh, I'm writing to you. Hey, can we hear it for the AV guys? This is a lot of work. So I'm writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. Next. May God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Give you what? Very good. That's okay. That's okay. Let's go to the next one. When I left for Macedonia, I urged you to stay there in Ephesus. So where is Timothy? All right. Ephesus. And stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Stop them. Go ahead. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussion of myths and spiritual pedigrees. You know what that is? You know what, you know what Paul is? These guys were arguing their roots back to a specific tribe. And they were arguing about, well, we belong to this person, and we belong to this tribe, and we belong to this, and we belong, and, 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 and Paul is saying, it doesn't matter. Your, your, your DNA, your, your pedigree, that doesn't matter. It's meaningless. You look today, and you look at so many churches in our modern times, still arguing, we are the true Israelites. We are from the real, we're the real Abrahamic root. And, and on and on, no one, no one wants to be associated with Jesus. Next, we got quiet in here. These things only lead to what? What? Speculations, which people live. Continue. The 
Guys, I'm telling you, highlight this stuff because this is the stuff that you should hold on to. The purpose of my instruction is that, is that, is that all believers would be with that pure heart. Somebody repeat after me. Love from a pure heart. Clear conscience. Genuine faith. Did you get that? Number six. But some people have missed the whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their times in meaningless discussions. Again. They want to be known as they want to be what? And, and we can, and it says of Moses, of the law of, of Moses, but we could just go ahead and, and, and swap out law of Moses and say, the doctrine of the Methodist, the doctrine of the Lutheran, the doctrine of the Pentecost, the doctrine of the Evangelist, and we can just go on. Everybody is a teacher. Everybody, oh, I dropped my, I got it. Everybody is a teacher and instructor of their version of what is truth. Everybody. Think about the divisions that we have in our modern days. Do you think this was Jesus' purpose? Do you think that when Jesus gave the keys to Abraham, I'm Abraham, <laughs> scratch that, to Peter, do you think this is what he had in mind? This group, that group, this faith, that faith? Mm. He said, They're, but they don't know what they are talking about even though they speak so Next. Hey, you could confidently be wrong. Confidently be wrong. My wife reminds me about that. <laughs> Verse 7. They want to be known as teachers of the law. Teachers of the law of Moses. You don't know what they're talking about. Listen. Put that letter away. Think a little. Where's Pablo? Come on, Pablo. Pablo, I want you to sit on this side. And now you are Titus. This is Timmy and you are Titus. All right? Sit over here. We're no longer in Ephesus. We're now going to move to the island. We're going to Crete. Okay? It's a Greek island. You open the letter. And Titus is another spiritual son. Unlike Timothy, Timothy has a Jewish background. Jewish traditions Jewish upbringing who now is following the movement of the of the okay he's following the way he left the Jewish traditions behind he left it all to now follow the way so while he's moving in the, and I'm talking about this is the way the church spread and it got its beginning now he comes over here to Titus Titus is somewhere he's in Crete all right and he writes this letter, and, 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 and Pablo, you are Titus, and now let me read. Because I want you to listen to the content of what he was teaching the churches of those days. For the grace of God has been revealed bringing salvation to some people. All people. Go ahead. Next. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world. What kind of world are we living in? Why are we so surprised? 2,000 plus years ago. It was evil then. It is evil now. 100 years from now, it will be evil. God said, this is an evil place. We shouldn't be surprised by it. He said, we should live in this evil world with what? Wisdom. With what? Wisdom. With what? Wisdom. Wisdom right. Righteousness. Yeah. Are you following that? Yes. Next. While we look Forward. with hope to the wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. That's talking about when he returns again. We are to live with wisdom. Righteousness and what else? Devotion. Devotion to God. Yes. While we're waiting. 
Got it? Okay, continue. He gave his life to from 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 what? Every kind of sin. Name it. You're free from it. Listen. To cleanse us and to make us that's why you don't that's why you don't argue about any pedigree. Why? Because through Jesus, he now detaches you from your family lineage and now you are connected to his. Do you get that? That is what new life and new creation offers you. That's why you're born again. Oh, buddy, my Puerto Rican. Yeah. But I'm a new creation and now I have a I have a new life. I am born again. My DNA has been changed. All right? And I celebrate my roots. I sell, I think it's beautiful. Oh, it, it is. However, I lose myself in, in, in meaningless debates of my roots so that I can be validated in God's eyes. It, it doesn't matter. Listen, you know what matters? Jesus matters. Did you understand that? Do you understand that? All right, I'm not robbing anybody from your 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 honor and the, the, the your being being proud about your roots. Not at all. What I'm saying is that Paul was telling Titus back then, telling Timothy, stop. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Here we go. Oh, no, go back, go back, because I didn't finish it. To cleanse us and to make us his very own people. You now belong to who? Jesus. You belong to Jesus. You belong to God. Listen, you belong to God. You are his very own. You are his very own people. Totally committed to doing good deeds. Next. You must. Titus. You must. Titus. Teach these things and the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary. You correct Patty when necessary. <laughs> She's like, I dare him. I dare him. <laughs> All right. So don't let anyone disregard what you say. Is there another one? Okay, no, that's where it stops. Good. Let's go to Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Guys, these are letters. They're all in the Bible. But they're letters. They're letters that were written to these guys for the church, for the new church. Remind the believers to... Oh, to your political party. No, regardless. Republican. Democrat. Neither. What well, listen. Submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. Continue. They must not. Do you know the people that you hear mocking the president of the United States? A man who's almost 90 or 100 years old who just tripped, fell off his bike. And people are laughing and mocking the poor man. And, and listen, regardless of what your belief and regardless of what your faith, not faith, or regardless, regardless of what your conviction is, that's government. That's government. Just like Trump. It's government. Oh, he don't work. And, and you hear all the... This world is evil. The ways of this world is evil. We have instructions on how to conduct ourselves in the midst of evil. Are, are you understanding that? They must not slander anyone who must uh, and must avoid what? Quarreling instead. And they should what? How should they be? How should they be? And show to some people. Are you getting that? Let's keep reading. You're like, you can't believe you're reading this much, right? Yeah, okay. I got you. You got your reading for the week. Next. Is there another one? No? All right, so stop there. So this is Timothy. He got a letter. Titus got another letter. Are you guys kind of following the same vibe? Yes. 
Just the same vibe. I'm going to get to something here. Remain there. All right. Anthony, can you have a seat right here, Anthony? Thank you for coming back. Handsome man. Specimen. Specimen of a man. Look at him. All right. So now, this is Peter. Who is this? Peter. We got Peter and Titus. They're all, listen. Second Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 10. Let's read. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us. Ho! Is the pastor on there? No. The evangelist, the prophet, the prophetess, the, the apostle. No. Hold on. God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately. How do you get to know? Personally and intimately. The who invited us? Let's keep reading. Next. The best invitation we ever received. Thank you. <laughs> we were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turn your back on a world corrupt by what? Lust. Continue. So, don't lose a minute in doing what? Building on what you've been given, complementing your basic faith. What, how's our faith? Very basic. How's our faith? Complex and difficult. So very basic faith with God. With, I'm sorry, with good. With what? This is what I want to talk about a little, about good character. Spiritual understanding. Continue. Alert. Discipline. Passionate patience. Reverent wonder. Later. Smile. Yeah. All right. And generous love. Each dimension fitting into the development. Again, what else we got? Wow. More. With these qualities, active and active and active and in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of our Master Jesus. And let's wrap it up. Without, without, without these qualities, you can't, what's right before you, oblivious that your sinful has been, you sinful, it's been what? It's been what? Tell somebody next to you, it don't exist. It's been wiped away. Wives and husbands. Wives and husbands, listen and listen good. Not listen well, listen good. Stop bringing up into existence the things that you forgave your husband of. Stop it. Husbands. Husbands. Stop bringing into present the things that you've forgiven your wife of. Stop it. Parents, the same thing with your children. He's still working on me, son. Son, he's still, son, he's still working on me, son. Yeah, let's skip it. Yeah, let's skip it. <laughs> Yo, you, you know, man, if, do you know that the standard of forgiveness, the standard of forgiveness for Christians is Jesus' standard of forgiveness? We are to forgive the way that Jesus forgives. Amen. Not according to your feelings. 
That's according to Jesus' standard. All right? So, so he has wiped off the book. Do you know how many times I have to pray over people over the same sin and the same sin and the sin? And I'm thinking, are, do you not understand the blood of Jesus? Next. So friends, confirm God's invitation to you, his choice of you. Don't put it off. Do it now. Do this. And you'll have your on a firm footing. Is there another one? Is there another one? There are more? There's more? Let's go to 11. Is there 11? I don't think so. That's where I stopped it. All right. All right. That's where I stopped it. All right. So Peter, Timothy, and Titus, you guys can have a seat. Let's thank these guys. Thank you. So I have three pages of notes left. All right? Three pages of notes. I want you to be patient with me. Be patient with me. Because what I'm about to say is heavy. And, um, but we have shaped our Christian experiences to be something completely foreign from what the original movement, the way, from what it originally... Yeah, they're having too much joy. Tell them to suppress the God's joy a little. But, but we have, when we look at what those letters to those churches versus the stuff that we're doing in our modern churches, night and day. And if you keep reading, I don't have time, but over and over, Paul is, is to, and you know what I forgot to say about um, Titus, Titus, come back over here, sit right here. This is Titus, this is not, this is not Timothy, but... What did I say about Timothy? What did I say about Timmy? That he was what? He was a son, but that he was what? Say it. He was what? Titus was, was neither. He was a Gentile. In fact, Titus, Titus refused to be circumcised because he did not want to associate himself with Jewish tradition. That's Titus. When Paul needed hard work done, Hard word, um, hard words to be given to the churches in Corinth. He didn't send Timothy because Timothy was very um, subtle, and he would send Titus because Titus was a Gentile, and 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 he was just a little more assertive in the way he did things. But that's what he sent. He sent the pit bull, right? He, 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 that's what he sent to Corinth. Yeah, I'm gonna send you over there, all right? And and but my point is, my point is that. Jewish background, Gentile. But he's given them the same instruction. You got it? Did you get it? Okay. So, what we learn is that Paul is telling Timothy, he is telling Titus, all right? Peter is sharing the very same thing to his churches. Love from a pure heart is what the church needs. A clear conscience is what the church needs. Genuine faith is what the church needs. Living in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God is what this church needs. Living lives, number five, that look forward with hope to the wonderful day of His coming. We have shaped our Christian churches around religious experiences that ignore the essentials and we filled our week with church services that actually don't do much to our growth in godliness. So our services during the week are filled with prayer services, Bible studies, fasting, offering and tithing, baptisms, altar calls, prophetic nights, revival nights, street evangelism, miracle services, Worship nights. These things aren't bad. They're not unbiblical. And I'm in no way devaluing the benefits and the place of many of those things. No. What I am saying is that those things do not, do not benefit, do not benefit the essentials of true godliness. I'm not more godly or less godly because of a worship night. 
I'm going to say that again. I'm not more godly or less godly because of a worship night. I am not more godly or less godly because of a prayer night. It's quiet. I am not more or less godly because of the way I dress. Oh, that one you guys was in there. Oh. <laughs> But I'm not more or less godly because of what I eat or I don't eat. Or what I drink and don't drink. Love from a pure heart has a substantial impact on the way I worship when I go to a worship night. When I have pure heart and I am invited to go to a a moment of worship night, guess what, man? My love is so pure. Then I go to a worship night, I have an amazing time there. Are you getting that? A clear conscience helps me to stay the course in my walk in my faith. Genuine faith says that my new birth, my new life is as a consequence and a result of God's love for me through Jesus. And it has nothing to do through my effort and my strength. I could do nothing to earn more or less the, the love that Jesus has already given me. And his love for me is unending. Unending. Let me say that again. It is unending. But in many churches today, we are inundated and saturated with messages that focus on sin, wrath, condemnation, and judgment. And very little to no emphasis, love, righteousness, grace, forgiveness, and kingdom. So people don't know grace. I was talking on Thursday with a young man. And the first thing that popped into his mind was the conviction of sin and fear of hell. That was his, that was, that's what his concern was. And when I talk to people over and over, more and more, people are so informed about hell, but they lack any information about righteousness, forgiveness, and grace. Like it. Don't know it. Hell is real. Hell is real. God's wrath is real. Sin is real. But Jesus conquered it all. Conquered it all. So that you can live in utter freedom. Total freedom. Living your best life today, right now. Paul told Timothy that the purpose of my instruction is that all all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. Think about it. So then why our, our church is so filled with a lot of stuff that we just... Paul didn't write those things. Paul, Paul, instruct them not to waste their time. You're wasting your time in this stuff. It's meaningless. It adds no value to your godliness. Who's understanding this? Are you getting that? That's, that's good news. Listen, that's good news. You know, you know that when when you know that when you go on through life as a Christian, dragging all of the garbage of guilt from one sin, from one past sin to another past sin, and, and I hear people and, and, and they talk and they express the guilt that they live in. You know that you trample all over the precious blood of Jesus? Angelo, 2,000 years ago, he forgave you. 2,000 years, he's forgiven you. Listen, for the stuff you did in the past, for the stuff you did today, you're going to do today? (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) And for the stuff of tomorrow, you're always forgiven. And, and God wants us to live with that, with that conscience, free conscience. 
to know I'm forgiven. Listen, do you know the burden that that puts on you? Do you know the burden that puts on Anthony as as a, a believer that any and every time he falls into whatever whatever sin or whatever whatever heart whatever it may be. Do you know the burden it is for him to know and still I'm forgiven and still I'm loved. Do you know that Jesus was talking to a group of people and he was talking about this very same topic and he shares the parable of two sons. And he says that one son was working hard and he never left the house. But then there was another one who left the house. And this house was, this, this son was jacked up and he was messed up to the point where, where he found himself oh, desiring to eat pig sloth. And, and then, and then that, that son, that son said to himself, who did he speak to? Who did he speak to? Was there a pastor there? Was there an apostle there? Was there an evangelist there? Was there a prophet? Listen, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going on and on because this, Jesus, these are Jesus' words. And he said, and he said to himself, I will go back. Just like Paul is telling Timothy, train yourself. And he said, I will go back. And I will say to my father. And he goes back. And when he goes back to the father, he goes back to the father. Anthony, stand up gently. Now you are the, <laughs> gently because, yeah, you don't want to have to pay for that one. My love will run out. <laughs> no, so come closer. Come closer. So he comes to the father. And scripture says, Jesus says, these are his words, that the father turns his back on him. No. That the father turns his back on him. No! You first need to do this. You first need to do that. The Bible says that when the son returned to the father, the father ran to him. Ran to him. Come on. We're just, I'm just as tall as you. Ran to him. And embraced him. And kissed him. And loved him. And he gave him his ring. He gave him a cloak. He covered his shoes. There was a banquet. Why? My son was dead and now he's alive. Just like you were dead and now you are alive. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I want you to know in this place, and those that are watching online, I want you to know that your, your, your heavenly father loves you. And by way of Jesus, he's provided you a way, a way onto forgiveness forever. Eternal forgiveness of all of your sins, all of your shortcomings. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.